0: Everybody. Welcome back to Dial Femme for Murder, the true crime podcast for the girls, gays and theys and everyone in between.
1: Hello, good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are.
0: Whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening, we are Shakira up in here, whenever, wherever.
1: Truly, truly, How, truly.
0: How's your week been, Emily?
1: Oh, I'm just devastated because obviously we didn't bring it home.
0: Uh, are you really devastated?
1: i'm truly truly devastated like literally heartbroken because i love i'm like i'm football crazy i'm football mad you
0: are football mad you're you're you are like (laughs) you should have been in that movie green street or whatever it was called oh
1: god But seriously though can we talk about how horrendous and embarrassing england is just as as a country and an island
0: it's so embarrassing like just the way that like the thing okay right i'm gonna get a little bit you know Political, not political here, but the Go thing on. that annoys me is Pride has been cancelled two years in a row. Every Pride mm-hmm. is cancelled, right? Except Manchester, but I don't know about yeah. i Manchester Pride. Um, yeah, all these straight, predominantly white men can gather and destroy the streets of London.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's the same with Notting Hill Carnival. Notting Hill exactly. Carnival has been cancelled two years in a row. It's like oh it's just horrendous it's like it gives everybody a bad name because it's like the majority of the people that watch that football match right and the people that enjoyed it are going to be people who kind of like sat at home just chilling out like enjoying mm. it yeah, right yeah, yeah. even i watched it i Don't watched watch the football. i
0: watched the end because i wanted to see england lose i love a good
1: penalty. i love a good penalty kick off though the
0: um, tension excuse the tension. me you said you're a football fan it's called a penalty shootout. out oh even whatever i know that and i'm gay as fuck <laughs> but I I mean it was tense it It was tense tense because I really wanted Italy to win because first of all I love Italy I've been there several times and Italian men are gorgeous and also we wanted to see some gammon cry
1: yeah that's true I just I feel really sorry for for like the the um just the team like I mean um,
0: the racial abuse that the three guys that missed the penalties have been receiving is Unbelievable. Disgusting. I
1: was going through their Instagram and like mm. trying to report as many as possible because yeah. it was like, I literally was like, this is utterly, utterly horrendous. It's
0: vile. And what does it achieve? Like, I mean, it's a
1: set. but, but, but it, it's the and Well, we're turning into a political podcast. We are. We care, are. But we it's, are. it's important and it, it should be spoken about. Yeah. It's like the same people that are. Um, Basically, like spurred on by people like Boris Johnson saying, Oh, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to like call out the England fans that boo yeah. at the English team kneeling yeah,
0: yeah. to
1: um, highlight
0: racism. I'm sorry. Especially racism in sport. The Tory party are, f- are racist as fuck anyway. The Tory exactly. party are fucking. Oh, look at pre. Pretty Patel is like she was. She was she tweeting was, all this. She stuff was saying, silent. She no. She tweeted some stuff saying, "I think it's disgusting the way these people pay." Blah blah blah. Yet. Yeah. In another breath, she's it's like, shame. get rid of everyone that's not from this country. You know, she's she's the one I don't like Pretty Patel. I think she's awful. She's
1: she's horrendous. And then she's the one that says, oh, taking the knee is like, oh, it's um, identity politics. Yeah. She's, and all this kind of ugh, stuff. It's like, it's like all these people. It's like, it's like, it's like when I was having this conversation with my mum about council culture, my mum being like, yeah. bloody council, can- council culture. I'm like, council culture doesn't exist. No. It's literally being created by the right wing yeah, to yeah, yeah. get people... Like frothing no, at the mouth no, 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 and keep you, them distracted.
0: No. You know who created cancel culture, don't you? Go on. Antifa. Oh absolutely. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, obviously everybody. Fucking Antifa. Um it's 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 awful and I literally if you vote for a, if you vote Tory, you are an absolute I'm gonna use my word I use every week and you're always shocked by it, cunt.
1: Yeah, well I agree.
0: Saying it out there, putting it out there. But anyway, back, back to less political stuff. It was the wind. Well, they do
1: like, so the whole thing is like, you know, they want to keep us distracted, you know? And do you know how they keep us distracted? How? Like the ruling classes. How? Fucking shows like Love Island.
0: You are very, very um, all about classism lately, Not aren't really. you? You're very right. are. Mate, I'm always, I'm always about classism. It's kind of it's like the, the working
1: class are always being kept down. It's kind and of. I'm just waiting for the day we rise up. It's
0: kind of like when Carly Rae Jepsen didn't release a new album for two years. I was like homophobia. Yeah. Or if true. any, any, any gay, any gay or queer person, if there's a mild inconvenience, it's because of homophobia. So Absolutely. now I feel you're kind of in that vein of, oh, it's classism. It's classism. I well,
1: know, but, but so much of our stuff is rooted in class.
0: Obviously, but... We um, really are a
1: political podcast now.
0: Let's go back to Love Island.
1: Okay, so Love Island, I have never watched it in my life right? until about five days ago. And it's great, right? And I literally thought, I thought to myself, I was like trying to think of like video ideas and I was like, I want to do something around like reality television for my YouTube channel. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, like Love Island's at the moment so I'm just going to watch an episode. Mm. And I was watching an episode and like hate watching it. Yeah, like, now you've I, been like, in full love with on, it. I'm not in love with it. I'm in hate with it.
0: Like, I, yeah, I remember we had this discussion, we were at the pub and you were like, Have you ever watched Love Island? I was like, Yeah, I like I watch it randomly, but then I remember one season I was totally hooked and you were like, What what brings you to watch it? I was like, It's addictive. That's but it's designed to be like that. Of course it is. It's like like and then we went on to school discuss about Big Brother and shows like that. They're all really addictive and the way they like edit things as well. Oh my God. I I feel myself
1: falling into it though because I'm like, oh, I don't like Chloe. Chloe's at X, Y and Z and I'm like, why are you thinking like this? You hate this mentality. You hate this thing of like reality star villains Mm. and you know that it's not fair and you know that she's probably being edited that way and you know that she's probably a lovely, lovely person in real life. But like, my god it gets to you it gets under your skin and i'm like i'm truly addicted to it like it's like now we're recording the podcast i know i'm going to be missing love
0: island and i'm gutted you didn't and you said to me i was like you texted me yesterday about like the world cup because we were supposed yeah. to record yesterday and i was like not the world Cup, sorry euros and i was like i can't i'm watching the wimbledon final and sexy sexy berrettini is in the <laughs> final and i want to watch it um and it was obviously going on later and she was like, Oh don't I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch the World Cup. Oh my god, wait, does that mean Love Island is cancelled? <laughs> I was like, No dude, it's just push back, it's just push back. Um, I didn't watch
1: that. I didn't watch it last night, I watched it on, on uh, replay today.
0: I, I think one thing I will say about um you know how I know she's I know it's she's probably being edited that way and stuff, right? Mm. I get that, but also, I don't ever trust an edit when it's like, they show someone doing a sly look, or doing a, you know... Oh, yeah. But if it's okay. something someone said, that person said it. Yeah, that's It's true. like the whole Drag Race and Fifi O'Hara, she was like, I've been edited to be the villain, it's like, well, you actually did say those things.
1: Yeah, exactly, if you said something, but like, the, you know, most people on Love Island are just... That's the thing I don't understand about Love Island, right, is like, how can you get that many people without a personality...
0: Okay, also, like, they're all, like, dumber than a box of hair, let's be honest.
1: I don't know whether that's deliberate, but some of them are, like... So, so the only relationship on Love Island at the moment that I think is worth anything is the friendship between Kaz and Liberty. And that's... Great. That's literally it. See, that's
0: it. Yeah, okay, fine, fair enough. Um, one thing that does bug me about Love Island, it's, like, you're telling me they couldn't find anyone that wasn't a size eight right and also they couldn't find love.
1: they they couldn't find any guys who whose type wasn't blonde and petite it's,
0: absolutely it's bullshit because it's, bullshit. it's like
1: i'm 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 literally watching these absolutely beautiful women mm, right mm getting absolutely shafted at every turn because yeah. these blokes are like, oh yeah, I'm really into like blonde, petite, no, but tiny feet. I was and with- all of them, all of them, Martin, literally all of them say that when a, woman, when a woman asks him, oh, what do you want in a relationship? They all go, you know, I'm just, you know, um, I don't want somebody that takes themselves too seriously. Uh, I just I want, want somebody banner. that has a laugh. I want yeah, I just want some, I don't, I'm not about drama. I'm not about Bullshit. that. It's like, I'm like, I, I, honestly, I don't want somebody that takes themselves too seriously. Fucking hell. I mean, and half of these blokes, half of these blokes have formed their entire personality on the fact that they are like over six foot. It's mad.
0: Yeah. Madness. <laughs> over six foot and I guess conventionally attractive.
1: Do you know what? There's not one person in there that I would say is attractive. I think that
0: Liam guy guy's a bit fit. Absolutely not. He's my type though. Tall, dark, beard, stubbly. I mean, like I say... Bit I of like, a prick. Bit of a prick. Um <laughs> I like I like them on the chunkier. I like a you know, a right, bit more meat on my right, bones. Right. But that that just bugs me. It's like you're telling me that there isn't a single person in this country that weighs over seven stone who's looking for it's, love.
1: But that's the whole point of it, isn't it's it? Bullshit. Like it, it's it, everybody fits a mould and it's very much this kind of it's it's not reality. No, it's a bunch of extremely attractive people putting a thing. It's like I, I would absolutely love to see a gay love island. I
0: would love it. It would be. I so would. Good. I would definitely watch that. I would watch that. I think, and I was. I think that that would be like a really big hit. It would. They can. They can do. They then they were like. Apparently, the the creative. It was like. It's a logistical nightmare. Not really. Not if everyone in there's bisexual. Why is it
1: a logistical nightmare? Because
0: they recouple and all that. I kind of, you know, it, but it, it, I don't. Oh, I don't want to talk about Love Island anymore because okay. it gets me. It gets me really angry that everyone in there is blonde and thin. I'm just like, come yeah, on, it's, like
1: it's. Ridiculous, and and not only black. Can we just also appreciate that the two black women in there as well yeah. have been totally shafted by the men, and the men yes. being like, "Oh yes. yeah, I just I only want to. I'm really just into blondes. I'm into. I'm like these women are beautiful. Are you absolutely insane? This happen- do you have eyes? This
0: happened when I watched a few years ago with um I think her name was Sam- Samira. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the only black girl in the house, and she was shafted at every time No one like coupled up with her which is awful it's just fuck, especially i I just bug she was stunning she's stunning woman yeah but because she's not blonde white do you know what i mean it's just oh
1: yeah well there's definitely that i was reading some stuff about the race um, problems with um, well, well, like the racism with Love Island. Yeah, yeah. And it's racism, and it's also just this this whole kind of like it's very sizeist. It's very mm, like, yeah. but it's very exploitative to everybody that goes on it as well. Oh, of course, it is. Like, like, like all the suicides that are connected to Love Island. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 horrendous, but you can't stop watching it once you start. No, no and that's what's so awful about it.
0: Kind of like any reality TV, really
1: and it's also like i the, you know they they're on there and they're talking about you know they're talking about shagging and doing mm. whatever and i'm like look i don't want to be a prude but like if I was me i'd just be like my mum's gonna watch this
0: I'd probably say to my mum, don't watch Love Island, because I'm going to be talking about rimming and blowjobs and whatever. I
1: know, but it's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, and there's already, like, the the PE teacher in it, or the guy that said, like, oh, I am a PE teacher, his school already said, like, oh, he only worked here for a short time, and he doesn't work here anymore, and it's like, how many, like, like, you can't ever go back to... Your regular life no. after that, I after mean, being on that, like this is just no way.
0: Speaking of people distancing themselves from something that is awful, Go basically on. everyone on Team Britney is jumping ship.
1: Yeah, I saw Pretty that. Much. Yeah,
0: like her manager, her lawyer, they're all jumping ship.
1: I saw um, that. That's and good. it's like
0: it's good, but we know why they're fucking doing it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, to cover know, their own asses. To cover
0: their own asses because I think they know what's what's going to be revealed is fucking awful. Yeah. So they kind of want to distance themselves as much as they can.
1: Well, they're not going to be able to distance themselves because no, they've been involved be in it for years it's so their be... names are still in it.
0: Um, so everyone's leaving and it's being investigated by Ronan Farrow.
1: Oh, I love Ronan Farrow. So
0: you know that the, the anyone... shit is going <laughs> to hit the fan.
1: If anyone can get to the bottom of this, it's,
0: it's Ronan, Ronan fucking Farrow. Farrow. Yeah. So I am very... I wouldn't say excited to see what he come what he uncovers but i'm excited for britney's future as a result of what he uncovers if you know i I see
1: i really like ronan farrow and i really like mia farrow and i was really disappointed there was this um well not disappointed i kind of knew that they they were gonna have this stance but there's this podcast that i listened to called red scare which is basically like the only way that i can define it is um basically if you had like two relatively well off um new york women that kind of speak like paris hilton but also while talking about like left-wing politics right okay
0: And they... <laughs> so someone i would love to hang out with pretty much
1: oh no it's it's really not it's really not good and then <laughs> um and, and they would they they for some reason they're like they really hate mia farrow and they're basically saying like how she like basically saying that she's like got mental health issues or whatever and that she coached her children into making allegations against Woody Allen because she was upset about, Aww. you know, the relationship. I was like, just listen to it going, Christ,
0: do So obviously, like, all this stuff has come out about Woody Allen being a sexual predator. Yeah. He, But, hello, he married his adoptive daughter. Exactly. He... Crazy. It, it's insane. And, like, you have all these, like, mental, like, people in power in Hollywood that have... Like Harvey Weinstein, like, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, exactly. And like people that are in, in positions of power, like pro- other producers that knew it was going on, mm. big hotshot film directors that knew it was going on. And they were like, oh, like Quentin Tarantino was on the Joe Rogan podcast and they were talking about Harvey Weinstein. And he mm. said like, oh, I just kind of thought that it was the boss chasing the secretary around the office. I mean,
0: it's like, Quentin even if that's fucking... just what it was... Even if that's just what it was. It's still not cool. It, like, exactly. Quentin Tarantino. But it wasn't just that. It wasn't just that, obviously. But we can all agree that Quentin Tarantino, as a human being, is trash, right?
1: Quentin Tarantino is like the most overrated films I wrote. So I was literally, literally I, I just, just about at me. To, I at literally me. I was literally just care. about to
0: say how he may be a garbage person, but he's an amazing filmmaker.
1: Look, Reservoir Dogs, great fucking. Never film. seen it. Pul- Oh, that's the, that's the, in my opinion, one of the few Quentin Tarantino films that's worth watching. He wrote Natural Born Killers. I love the film Natural Born Killers. I love the film True Romance. He also wrote that, okay? I'm not denying that the man's talented, but also, man is completely overrated. Totally Mm. overrated. Are you telling me that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a good film?
0: I, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is fucking awful. I made it through. It's so
1: boring. I
0: made it through about. An hour, and I was like, I can't do this anymore because, first of all, fucking uh, Margot Robbie didn't have one line until 40 minutes in. It's what a waste of talent! And what it's a like, waste of a film! he's like it's how, like it was the way it was being uh, billed was like oh the story of the Manson family murders is like yes this is gonna be amazing. Maybe that's a
1: problem. Maybe that's a problem in the marketing because he did say like oh it's not really about that it's just a story that's set while it's going on. But it's yeah, like, but don't even, fucking, even then don't
0: fucking put Margot Robbie all over the posters. They're not ever say a line well, until exactly, forty, it's 40 it's minutes in.
1: To, it's a way to sell it. But it's like even then how are you gonna have a film about the summer of nineteen sixty nine right the end of the hippie movement mm-hmm. the man like at the high of the manson family like hysteria and stuff yeah. how are you going to set a film then and how is it going to be boring as fuck
0: it's boring as fuck and also it has brad pitt in it and we all know how i feel about brad pitt he's a terrible actor it does look
1: beautiful though that it film. does like vi- visually and visually that whole film is a vibe for me like that whole like late 60s yeah. los angeles Such a vibe yeah burnt out, kind yeah. of like, that kind of vibe. Absolutely love it. Absolutely i am here for it. I'm the f- fucking plot.
0: The plot's oh awful. Oh my God. Oh, so but I'm it not s- exist. I'm going to say something that you're probably going to find controversial. All right. Go on. I think that one of the greatest films of all time is Kill Bill Volume 1.
1: I say, mm, I wouldn't say greatest films of all time. It's a good film. It is so
0: good. Visually, it is a good film. visually, it's stunning. It's a very well acted by Uma Thurman. It's funny. It's graphic. It's just fast paced. Kill Bill Volume Two, I think, sucks comparatively. Yeah. Um, I was very disappointed by Kill Bill Volume Two, but. Volume 1 is probably one of my favourite movies of all time. I do like, um, also he's really great in, I think he produced it, or wrote some of it, From Dusk Till Dawn.
1: That's a good film. Do you know what, in terms of like, I mean they're not really comparable, but if I had to choose between the two, not that I would because there would never be an option, but I'd always go for like Coen Brothers over Tarantino. No,
0: no. See, I'm going to say, I don't like Fargo, sorry. Um, I'm going to say, I think Quentin Tarantino is the Ryan Murphy of the cinema world. I'm kidding. Right. Oh my God, he
1: kind of is, though. Isn't it though? Over right. height. Can, can, like, pull it off visually the stories are really good and stuff the, the always has a great, always has a great car
0: soundtrack color palette is good. always
1: color palette is always chef's kiss
0: i mean i'm not gonna lie let's be honest that fucking scene in kill bill when they're when lucy lou is lucy lou and uma thurman are fighting and it's playing yeah, that, that um uh, that song, Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. It's and then the blood on the snow, it's amazing.
1: See, that's how the same way I feel about oh. the scene in um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when it's um the Rolling Stones playing and then all of i don't know if you've got that far but it's like the rolling stones out of time is playing and all of the lights go on like the neon lights on sunset boulevard and it is such a visually beautiful scene but the rest of the film is shockingly bad didn't
0: get that far i only got up to the bit where like leonardo dicaprio was like crying to some little girl actress oh
1: my god and that scene went on forever
0: this is the thing i
1: don't get about quentin tarantino right is he's got so much power that man can take like a what must have been like a 130 page script and just take it someone and be like oh yeah can i make this and they're probably just like yeah go on then
0: yeah probably yeah okay disgusting one last thing about quentin tarantino is this not a missed opportunity for a Kill Bill 3, right? Everyone says it. But have Vivica A. Fox's daughter, right, right. come after Uma Thurman's daughter mm. and call it Kill Kiddo.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's never going to happen. No, I know, I would feel be like...
0: great.
1: Oh, I don't know. Oh, it'd be great. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of nepotism.
0: Uh, says the girl who, likes Stranger Things, starring Maya Hawke.
1: Oh, starring well,
0: hardly, she's... hardly starring. I actually watch. I was talking of Maya Hawke starring in things, have you watched Fear Street? No, never even heard of it. It's the new. It's on Netflix. It's basically they've got Fear Street 99. You say four. that like
1: I. You say that like I regularly check Netflix.
0: Okay, but like Netflix is like eh, it's the one. I don't even. Oh, it's not. It's not actually. I I barely watch Netflix. I'm currently watching Golden Girls on Disney Plus. So yeah, I can't.
1: I can't be doing Netflix. The the the, the content on there, like outside of Stranger Things, the, the COVID nineteen pandemic has really shown me that Netflix just ain't the one because there's mm. no Stranger Things. There's no the documentaries are just a bit I don't know. I mean,
0: they used to be good. They were like they used to have quite a few good true crime documentaries, but it's kind of all just a bit blah now, isn't it? I'm just like, whatever. yeah,
1: it's all kind of the same, like same old, same old. And also, I just don't like how they've kind of cashed in with like satanic panic hysteria with that Sons of Sam documentary. Oh, I never watched because, that. oh my god, that this, obviously this is true crime related, but they basically it's based on this guy Maury Terry who wrote this book. Um, about David Berkowitz, the son of Sam Killer, yeah. and basically saying that he was part of a satanic cult. Like, there's uh, no evidence. No. There's like zero evidence. But it, it was made in the eighties. It was written in the eighties, and this guy was like obsessed with satanic cults. And he was also like really friendly with a lot of the people that are part of the Satanic Panic stuff. Yeah. So he like he was like really good friends with this woman that wanted to like cancel Dungeons and Dragons. Why? <laughs> because apparently Dungeons and Dragons drives people to um, kill themselves. Okay. Yeah, ridiculous, it's crazy. But 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 now that's on a net. Now that's on a Netflix documentary, and people can watch it, and people can start believing that the son, David Berkowitz, a man who was basically like, but the FBI profile said that man is not capable of group activity yeah. or like yeah. working with other people, yeah. now people will watch that documentary and be like, oh my God, he was part of a satanic cult. Like, it's ridiculous.
0: Um, it's kind of like that, that um, Elisa Lamb documentary that came out recently. That oh was yeah, and so that's so exploitative gross. and bullshit. It's like,
1: and her family basically say yeah. like, oh, we don't want, We don't want that to be because she was she was suffering with mental health issues. I'm sorry, but there
0: is no mystery. There is no not mystery. There's no like supernatural, like crazy No. It's a woman that unfortunately had mental health issues and she basically died like it's it's not nothing to do with this cursed hotel and yeah it's ridiculous it's bullshit i think it's so distasteful
1: well i think much like the elisa lamb case Mm -hmm. the case that we're gonna be talking about today is another one that's kind of like steeped in conspiracy oh okay even though it is quite straightforward like it's it's mental it's one of the most mental cases that i have ever seen yeah but it's like when you actually dig into the psychology it's quite straightforward how it happened okay and it's a bit of a ride
0: okay a wild ride i hope it's
1: a bit twisty so good um here we go let's do it so Sabina and Ursula Eriksson are identical twin sisters who were born in Sweden on the 3rd of November 1967. Okay. They um, have an older sister and a brother, but there really isn't like much that's known about their childhood, and there's been no information that's been made public that suggests that they had any kind of previous mental health issues or any criminal activity in their childhood. And right. So, the, you know, we're not talking about kind of, you know, bad upbringings. As far as we know
0: yeah as far as could have been
1: but we, we it's not made public okay so um ursula went on to live in the us and sabina was living in ireland with a partner and two children okay so the story begins when Ursula travels from the US to visit Sabina in Ireland in 2008. I think, yeah, it was 2008. Right. And again, like there isn't a much known about like why they decided to meet up, because I think pre- like they hadn't seen each other in quite a long time. So yeah. we don't really know what kind of sparked it.
0: Maybe they just wanted to hang out. Maybe they just missed her sister. Maybe, I mean, maybe. It's gotta got be hard living under the sea all those years for Ursula.
1: That's, that is true.
0: Being the sea witch. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> so I'm also not entirely sure how long they were both in Ireland together.
0: You say Ireland but really weird. Ireland. Ireland.
1: Ireland. You Ireland.
0: S- you say it like you're Irish.
1: <laughs> Ireland. Ireland. That's how it's said. The great, how do you say it? The
0: Great Emerald Oil. Um, how do you say it? Ireland.
1: Yes, yeah, uh, Ireland.
0: Ireland. Sorry, Anyways, <laughs> some side-tracking, sorry. Carry on with your story about these sisters in Ireland.
1: So, so, I'm not entirely sure how long they were both in Ireland together, but on um, Friday, May 16th, 2008, they travelled by ferry to Liverpool. I'm joking, I don't say Liverpool like that. No,
0: Liverpool,
1: Liverpool. <laughs> so, when they... um. When they arrived in Liverpool, they arrived at like 8.30 in the morning Mm. and they go to St Anne's police station and they um, report, well, Sabina reports, that she's worried about the safety of of her children that are still in Ireland with her partner. Okay. And when the Liverpool police contact the police in Ireland, they find out that Sabina had had a fight with her husband the night before, which had most likely triggered them leaving for Liverpool. Okay. We don't know like how long the sister was there for in Ireland before they decided to come to, to Liverpool. And it's not really clear like why they came to Liverpool or like okay. just to the like to Britain, um, is it Britain?
0: Britain, yeah. Liverpool okay. is in Britain, yes. Okay, because well, right.
1: Ireland, because isn't Ireland Britain as well?
0: Depends what part of Ireland. Yeah, Where that's true. They? Northern Ireland. Where were they from?
1: Not entirely sure. We're getting sidetracked again. Sorry, just, just, again. <laughs> just, okay,
0: sorry, sorry, sorry,
1: sorry. So after they are at the police station, they report um, just being like worried about the kids. Mm. They decide to get on a National Express coach. We love the love the old we National look. Express. At
0: least it wasn't a mega bus.
1: That's true. You know? God, I haven't been on a National Express bus in years.
0: Oh, don't. I Literally went to Manchester years. on one once. It was awful. Yeah, Manchester I, was great,
1: but the bus was ugh. I used to get on to Southampton all the time, but like, pff, no. Christ, I haven't been on one in years. So um, they got on a National Coach, um, National Express coach to London at 11.30 in the morning. But they end up getting off the bus at Keel Service Station, which is like, I think it's near Stoke on Trent. Okay. Which always just reminds me of that um, that bit from like it's on TikTok now, but it's like from I think it's from like Dick and Dom in the bungalow where it's like the badger is going like Stoke on Trent, Stoke
0: on Trent, oh yeah, to Stoke on Trent. I can't say I have heard of that. (laughs) Funny.
1: It's so funny. (laughs) Anyway. Um, So they later claim that they actually got off the bus because they weren't feeling well, but the bus driver tells a slightly different story. Now he says that um, instead of like putting their bags in the luggage hold, which is like what everybody has to do, um, they wanted to keep their bags on them. So like, think of the time, it's 2008, like Mm. we're not that far away from like 7-7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So people were still like, it was still like really, you know, like high alert. Remember like back in those days where it'd be like, if you saw a piece of luggage, you'd be like, oh my God. I used like, to be, be like terrifying. literally
0: whenever I was like in an airport or train station getting on the tube, and I saw some solo luggage, I would be like, "Oh my god, oh my god, <laughs>
1: good lord!" Yeah. So anyway, it's that kind of like it's the heightened panic that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So they refuse to. He he basically says like, "Can I search?" Free the luggage, mm. um, if you're not going to put it in the hold, yeah. and they refuse, and he's like, "We'll get off the bloody bus then." Right, so they yeah. kick him off. They kick him off, and um, they're at this service station, kill service station, and they're acting a bit weird. They're acting a little bit suspiciously little, with their bags.
0: Sus, a yeah, yeah, a little bit
1: strange. So again, like it's heightened times. So the yeah. manager there calls the police on them. Right. And the police show up and they chat to them for a bit and they're then allowed to leave. Like the police think that they're regu- like just normal, like, like yeah, they're just normal, whatever. Just kind okay. of
0: Swedish birds on their ruddy bobs,
1: you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we're Abba from Sweden.
0: Abba were from Sweden, yes. Yeah.
1: So it's like what? What are they called? The, the, the two? Are oh, they not sisters? Are they? They're not
0: sisters, but it's Agnetha and um, whatever two brothers. brothers? No, none of them were related. I thought they were called, like, the Bjorns. No, one's called Benny Bjorn and the other one's called... No, one's called Benny and one's called Bjorn.
1: Oh, I thought it was, like, the they were called Benny Bjorn and then the other one was something Bjorn.
0: No, it's Benny Bjorn, Anna, Frieda, Anna Fried and Agatha. Right, OK. I think it's Agatha. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Moving on.
1: Um. So the sisters leave the service station... And they start to walk down um, the uh, M6 and then they decide to uh, cross over the M6 and begin to start walking in the central reservation. As
0: as one does.
1: As one does. So if you're not aware what central reservation is, it's basically that bit of like green patch that separates um the like highway, the directions yeah. of traffic yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. now this is where it gets weird and i'd recommend this is quite a visual story as well so if you are interested in actually being able to see what happened you can just go onto youtube type in like sabina and ursula erickson and you'll be able to watch this yeah. because
0: <laughs> i watched it it's 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 it's, it's... in
1: same it's
0: so bizarre it's crazy yeah so
1: so they're in the central reservation they try and cross through traffic and this is the initial thing and sabina ends up being hit by a car and she's not fully out of it but she's definitely injured like a little bit okay and they manage to get they get on the other side of the road and um it's captured on cctv which alerts the highway agency who go to scene like immediately and they're like on the side of the road like chatting to them and um the motorway i think it's called the central motorway police group are right. notified as well and they make their way there and the central motorway police group just so happened to be being filmed by a production team behind a british tv show traffic cops right. that's why you can watch all of this happen in
0: high glorious high definition
1: i wouldn't say i wouldn't say no, high, definition.
0: high definition but yeah. it's, it's not grainy cctv footage let's just exactly. say
1: exactly exactly So Tracy and Paul are the cops that show up on on the scene and um, they think that the sisters are going to be like super injured because they're like, okay, woman's been hit by a car on the M6. It's obviously going to be a thing. But when they get there, they're just standing on the hard shoulder like chilling out and everything seems to be okay. Right. one of them's smoking they're just like standing about basically just
0: chilling yeah
1: yeah they're just chilling so the camera crew films Tracy and Paul getting briefed about what is going on by the highway agency officers they're like just giving them the rundown mm. and as they're giving them rundown in the background you can see Ursula deciding to run into oncoming traffic mm. where she's then hit by the side of a truck that's travelling at almost 60 miles per hour
0: yeah and we can just say like in the video she it's not that she wandered out or fell Yeah, she literally runs and basically runs out of her jacket, twists out of her jacket, yeah, and then gets hit by a fucking lorry. Yeah,
1: it's like absolutely insane. Like, she's knocked to the floor. Yeah, all of the cops are freaking out. They're like, Oh my god, like trying to stop the truck. Like, that I mean, literally, and then literally, not even seconds later. So, Ursula's been hit by like the side of the truck, literally, like a few seconds later sabina also runs out into the traffic which mm-hmm. is still moving and gets hit by volkswagen polo mm. she's launched up into the air smashes the windscreen like there's a, like the whole windscreen shattered in mm. there's a huge dent in the car and she's un- unconscious on the road for like 15 minutes yeah like when you watch it it's absolutely insane like it's ursa's shoes so and knocks off her feet like they say that she went under the wheel oh
0: gosh.
1: it's it's horrifying okay
0: yeah
1: so like um,
0: it's, by the way, just putting it out there, it's not like gory or no. incredibly graphic.
1: No, because they don't, sh- they don't show it. They it, kind of that? show kind of like the build-up, them running out. You don't see them get hit.
0: No, 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 you don't, you don't, you
1: don't. Nothing like that. So um, Ursula has a compound fracture on her leg. Mm-hmm. So compound fracture is where the bone is poking through the skin. <laughs> yeah, really, mm-hmm. really, really, really grim. Mm-hmm. And and all the poli- the police are just like they said that they were absolutely convinced that, that they wouldn't survive yeah. and you can see them like they're properly shot they don't, don't know what to do because it's like it's not just like a person was kind of trying to cross like desperately trying to cross no they got hit
0: ran out into the motorway yeah, absolutely into insane traffic.
1: so the police stop traffic on the motorway immediately yeah and paul goes over to ursula whose legs have basically been crushed by this lorry yeah and He calls for an air ambulance. He sees how bad it is. He's like, yeah. Oh my god, this is mental. Yeah. At this point, Ursula begins to like come around a little bit and she starts saying to um, the police officers, I recognize you and I know you're not real. Mm. And she starts to like attack them. Mm. Now, she's like, She is also like in this time, she starts screaming for the police. If you know the police are there, yeah. she's like, Police, police. And they're like, We are the police. Mm. So she starts spitting at them and she tries to pick herself up off the ground. Like, bear in mind, she literally has a bone poking out of her leg. Yeah,
0: is this the one that got hit by the lorry or the car?
1: This is the one that got hit by um, the lorry.
0: Right, yeah. Ursula. Yeah. Okay.
1: So she can't, she's like trying to get up off the ground, but she can't, like she can't basically, because mm-hmm. of how bad the fucking, like her legs are just fucked.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I'm sorry if that sounds like insensitive, but that's like, her legs are done. at this point absolutely
0: so basically crushed by a lorry yeah exactly she went under the wheel she's not going to be getting up and doing any marathons anytime no she
1: isn't she's not going to be running across any more motorways but at this point sabina starts to come around to you sabina's, sabina's the one that's been hit by the volkswagen polo like f- fucking like thrown up into the air yeah. dented dented the roof of the car like it's uh-huh. quite extreme and she starts yelling they're gonna steal your organs okay mm-hmm. now the police officer that's with her is tracy and tracy's trying to hold on to her as she's as she begins to stand up and starts to move away from the scene. Mm -hmm. Like, Sabina is like absolutely not having it. She's trying to get out of there and Tracy's like trying to grab onto her. And that's when Sabina just turns around and absolutely twats Tracy in the face. hold on punches her
0: yeah i was gonna say you need to clarify with listeners that aren't british what twatting someone in the face <laughs> means
1: <laughs> <laughs> like knocks her out basically yeah, like
0: punches her to the floor yeah she? punches
1: yeah. her and like and tracy i think tracy kind of like slips or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and just is on the floor yeah. and she launches herself across the central reservation mm. and into the other side of oncoming traffic on the motorway Oof. now for stroke of luck she's not struck by a car and Paul comes running up to her and he's I mean at this point he's like proper puffed out you see yeah. him in a documentary he's like he can't get his breath yeah and he's trying to calm her down but she's like she is properly squaring up for a fight. Like, mm. you know when somebody is, like, kind of, like... You see, like, drunk people in, in... It's just, like, drunk men. And they're kind of, like, bouncing around. Oh, the bounce, you know? yeah. The yeah, pre, the they're pre, doing a little bounce.
0: The pre-fight bounce. The pre-punch yes. bounce, yeah. Yes,
1: that's what she's doing. Yeah. And it's it's insane because she's been like hit bo- by bloody of like a
0: boxer the way they're like, yes. come on, come on. Or, or like a, the goalie on the football before, yes. just before he lost
1: yes exactly mm. so um members of the public actually like because obviously all the cars are just stopped now So people yeah. getting out their cars like saying what the hell's going on they actually have to get involved to subdue sabina bloody hell. it took seven people well it took, took six people at first to get her uh, like uh, back to the other side of the road where all the ambulances and stuff, wearing all the police and that. Yeah. But then they're trying to like restrain her because she needs medical attention, but she's fighting everybody. She's like kicking everyone, yeah. screaming, spitting, trying to claw people. And she's just
0: been hit by a bloody car. She's, she's just been mad-
1: hit by a bloody car. Yeah,
0: and she's absolute still- madness. Wow. Yeah. Like,
1: like literally. Ab- she, actually, she's not. She's the, been hit by a car twice.
0: Oh yeah, because she, she was in the beginning. Yeah,
1: I think I was maybe more of a graze. She's like the Hulk. She honestly, mm. it's it's absolutely insane.
0: Yeah.
1: So it ends up taking seven people to like subdue her, and they get her all strapped in. Yeah. And stuff, and when the medics arrive, and um, they she has to be sedated so they can actually get her in the ambulance because the people in the ambulance are like can't no take way. her. Yeah. She's like. She's like that. Yeah. So when the police search the scene, they find a bunch of like broken phones, like quite a few of them. I don't right. know how many. Right. Like broken mobile phones, okay. which alludes to them having having like multiple phones and destroying them. But again, like it is very unclear what yeah. that what that was all about. Okay. So um, Ursula is admitted to the hospital because she's like proper out of it from yeah. being hit by the truck, and Sabina gets checked over at the hospital, but surprisingly she's uninjured. She's and un- she gets. So she's uninjured and she gets taken to the hospital Yeah, and she's like, at this point, bear in mind, that up until now, she's been like, you're stealing our organs, I want the police, like literally trying to knock out, she's already knocked out a police officer, yeah. she's like proper raging, well, when she gets taken to the police station, she is so calm, she complies with everybody, she's even like really friendly and like a little bit flirty, with the people Mm. around her and like the police officers Mm. and she's saying she says like all these all these things she starts saying stuff like um she said we say we say in sweden that an accident rarely comes alone usually at least one more follows maybe two and she doesn't say anything about her sister like she does not ask about her sister which the officers were like that's really that's like quite strange because her sister's like been properly in hospital, yeah. So she yeah. doesn't mention, she doesn't ask anything about it as well. Like really strange. They ask her stuff about whether she's like self-harmed in the past, and she says no, mm. all that kind of stuff. Um. So while um a, Sabina is being booked in in the hospital, Ursula is tested for drugs and alcohol, and they don't find anything. So like, there's no, there's so no they're, drugs. So they're
0: sober as fuck.
1: So, yeah, sober. Because they thought maybe they're on like some like heavy duty drugs or something.
0: Some good Swedish
1: totally so sabina is um kept overnight and she is charged with assault of a police officer and trespass on a motorway and the following day she's taken to court where she pleads guilty and she was sentenced to one day in custody but she's already done that because she stayed overnight so she was allowed out and there was no psychiatric evaluation
0: for a woman that literally ran onto into oncoming traffic yeah and was saying asking for the police while the police were there
1: it just it, oh, it begs to believe. Anyway, so she's totally, she's now stuck in Stoke-on-Trent.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she's stuck in Stoke-on-Trent. Yeah. Then what happens? And um,
1: she is um, given like her, she's got her possessions um on her and it included a laptop right. and she's got a thousand pound in cash it's given she's to her i know she's given to her in a clear plastic bag um so she's just kind of like knocking about on the streets of stoke on trent where's her sister her sister's in the hospital Ursula's oh in the she's hospital. still in the hospital okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. ursula stays in the hospital this whole time okay okay cool, Ursula is cool. in the hospital for like three months okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite, quite extreme yeah so at 7 pm that night, she's like knocking about, like, do, like walking around, kind of lost and, and whatever. Mm. And this guy called Glenn Hollinshead and his friend Peter Malloy are out walking Glenn's dog. What kind of now, dog? I don't know what oh, kind of sorry. dog. So they see her looking nervous and a little bit lost on the street. And she calls out to them, saying, That's a nice dog you've got there. I don't know what breed but I'm assuming it was a nice breed of dog. I'd anyway. like to
0: think if she's, you know, complimenting the dog.
1: Yeah, exactly. So Sabina asks them if there are any like bed and breakfasts nearby. Cause she's like properly lost. She don't know what, she don't know where she is. She's like, she don't know what's going on, basically. Yeah. And both of the guys tell her that there isn't really anything in the area. And she keeps talking about, oh, my God, my sister's been in the hospital. I just let out. Let out. Like, I'm, I'm all over the place. She looks really on edge. So, Glenn offers her some food at his house and says, like, they'll, they'll try and, like,
0: sort her out, basically. Like, help her find somewhere to stay. Do you know what? I'm not going to lie. Never help a stranger. Oh,
1: my God.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. Because stuff happens. Bad stuff happens. Oh, I, I'd
1: like to think you know we should all be a little bit altruistic. No,
0: nah, I at don't times. help. I don't help anyone. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> don't even help yourself. If there was someone in need, but then I'm saying if there was someone in need, I would help them. But you yeah. know, this. I'm not sure if I'd let somebody
1: that was just randomly walking around the street into my house. I wouldn't though. let them into
0: my house, but you know, maybe I'd, t- I'd take them to. I'll take them to a restaurant buy them a nice dinner <laughs> no but you know what i mean i'll take them to the co-op get them a sandwich or something do you know what i mean
1: yeah, like or, or like sort somebody out with mo- something out with money and like trying to anyway and it was a different time in 2008 as well because you didn't have like access to the internet on your phone or anything so like if you're trying to find somebody a hotel or that you're either going true. back to your house yeah. to be like oh yeah let's go on the computer at my house or you're like you're literally using like yellow pages or something yellow
0: page or what was it One one eight one one eight. got your number yeah
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah okay. like that's
1: that because it, again it's very much of its time isn't it because yeah. like now if you saw somebody on the street they'd be like where's the bed and breakfast they'd be like oh okay let's google it you can use my phone exactly, like we can yeah. find something out Anyway, so um, Glenn's being like a good Samaritan and he says that he'll help her find somewhere to stay. Go so on, Sabina Glenn. agrees and they go back to Glenn's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and Glenn's friend Peter says, they were like sat at the table, having a couple of beers. Like she's to, they're trying to like calm her down basically, mm, cause she's mm. like all over the place. Yeah. And they start to ask her what happened. She keeps, she's saying like, oh my sister's in hospital and stuff like that. And they started to ask about her sister and she immediately starts to get, like, really nervous and paranoid. Right. And apparently she gets up to look out of the window and she's, like, proper curtain twitching.
0: Oh, really? Like someone's like on someone... the lookout for her? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, like very nervous. Yeah. Okay? And she offers them both cigarettes and they're just like, yeah, all right, have a, have a fag. And um, they're about to light them right. when she snatches them out of their mouths yeah. and tells them that they might be poisoned. What?! Yeah, really, really bizarre. And they said that's that's even more weird because up until that point, she'd been smoking all night, but they don't know whether it's because they started mentioning her sister that she started to get, like, freaked out. I'm
0: not going to lie. This entire story sounds like an anxiety dream that I've had, like... on oh, Honestly. Honestly, it's like, yeah. It's yeah. so
1: yeah. terrifying. Okay. So Peter, who's Glenn's friend, was like, he was freaked out by it. Yeah. But Glenn apparently was just like, oh, no, it's fine. And apparently he was chill enough to let Sabina spend the night at his house. So he's a nice guy, he's Glenn. He's like, you know... You can, you can crash on the couch. You can do whatever. Um, okay. Very trusting.
0: Glenn, no. Don't do it, Glenn.
1: Yeah, very trusting. Yeah. So in the morning, Glenn rings his brother, Paul, who works at the local hospital, and he asks for more information about Ursula, who's still in hospital. So the theory is there that, um, that Glenn was... Like Sabina uh, Sabina was probably talking about Ursula and wanted to find out like where she was. Yeah, so he was and,
0: trying to like find yeah, out for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: Um Glenn's brother Paul said that it seemed like a normal phone conversation. Right. Just just normal.
0: Yeah.
1: Um later on that evening, about seven o'clock in the evening, um Sabine is still at the house and Glenn goes out to talk to his neighbour who is washing um his van. I think right. the neighbour's name is Frank. Right. And he asks him for some tea bags. Very British very thing British. to do. Very normal British thing to do. Got a couple,
0: of, te- na- got a, got a couple of tea bags, mate. Exactly. Is that how exactly. they talking? Stoke on trend. I don't Stoke know. on. Don't. It reminds me of. Sorry. Just quick sidebar. Do you remember the movie oh. The House Bunny starring Anna Faris?
1: No, I don't. Oh my
0: god, it's so good. It's about a, a Playboy bunny that joins a sorority. Anyway, there was there's a really weird bit because she's this beautiful dumb woman and she goes. She asked someone, she's like, what's your name? And the girl goes, Sarah. She goes, Sarah. And like, it's just, if you've watched... Wonderful. If you've watched The House Bunny, you would appreciate how funny that is. Sorry, carry on. That was on. really Sorry. worth interrupting for. Sorry, carry on. Emily.
1: <laughs> so, so Glenn goes outside and he's like asking for tea bags. And the neighbour's like, oh yeah, once I finish washing my car, I'll go get you some. Right. And Glenn goes back inside and not a minute later, he mm. comes back outside. And this time he's bleeding. <gasps> And he says she stabbed me, and he allegedly tells his neighbour like he's literally like bleeding out, and the neighbours like obviously calling the police and stuff. Yeah. And apparently his... oh, it's really sad. It's so sad. Apparently the last thing he says to his neighbour is to look after his dog. Oh. I know. Little, it's really sad. Little goggy. It's really sad. That uh, so this sad. is the, this is where it gets like. It gets even more mental. Okay. So the neighbour calls the police.
0: She doesn't kill the dog, does she? No, 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 Okay, no, no. good, good. The neighbour
1: calls the police and Sabina flees the house. Now, right. she's spotted on CCTV running away from the house and she's also carrying a hammer in her hand. Right. And she's hitting herself in the head with it what? as she runs. As she's running. Like, she's running and, like, hitting herself in the head. Oh, my
0: God. This is... I know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's awful. it's a ride, right? Carry on. So, so a guy's driving past at the time. His name's Joshua and um he said that he like caught sight of it out of the corner of his eye and he's like, "What the hell is that? That's a woman running hmm. with a hammer hitting herself in the head." Mm-hmm. And he says that like her hair was matted, like bloody matted oh. and like she was covered in blood because obviously she's stabbed Glenn. Yeah. Like Horrendous, and um, so he gets out of the car. He's hold on, he
0: stopped and got out of the car.
1: He got out of the car and he tries to wrestle the hammer out of her hands. But she's fighting with him, and he said he he said he was like just tunnel vision yeah. on the hammer. You are just braver like, than I need I, to get Josh. it get it out of of her hand. Yeah. So while they're both struggling for control over this hammer that she's mm-hmm. been hitting herself with, mm-hmm. she hits him on the back of the head with a roof tile that she was carrying in her pocket. What? He's he is luckily okay. Um, but then some someone else must have called the, an ambulance at that point mm. because it shows up and they kind of they know that what she's doing, and Sabina is like in full panic mode at this point, so she's running she runs straight over a roundabout and she runs like up. I don't know whether she runs up like a grassy verge or she runs like either way. She basically manages to run uphill. Right. And she ru- and she's got like the paramedics like following her the whole time like yeah. doing all that. And she ru- gets to a bridge that runs 40 feet above the A50. No. And the paramedics are behind her desperate to help her. Yeah. Instead of slowing down, she decides to jump onto the A50. And she breaks both of her ankles and fractures her skull.
0: Oh my fucking god.
1: Yeah, right.
0: So the bridge was 40 feet above the ground. Yes. And she survived.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes.
0: That's... Wow. She is literally, like, the Hulk.
1: Madness. So, Sabina was arrested for murder. She, but basically, she's, she gets taken by an ambulance. Yeah. And um, she gets taken to the University Hospital of North Staffordshire. And while she's there, she gets arrested for murder. Wow. Now, three months later... Ursula is finally discharged from hospital. Right. And she goes back to Sweden and, and then somehow she made it back to the USA. And I think that she is like part of a church now in like Washington State. Right, okay. In that same month that um, that Ursula got discharged, Sabina also gets discharged from um, the hospital and she's still in a wheelchair at this point and she's taken to custody. Right. And she does plead guilty to manslaughter. okay. But she never answered any questions about the crime. She always said no comment.
0: Always.
1: Yeah. So both the prosecution and the defence for Sabina claimed that she was insane at the time that she killed Glenn. Right. And she was suffering from something called folie a deux.
0: Folie a deux.
1: Folie a deux, which is French for a madness of two. What does that mean? So essentially it's like this shared psychosis. It's like two people right. that have okay, so we'll go into a little bit a little bit about it. So there's a kind of different um, it kind of manifests differently in different cases, but they think that what these sisters were suffering from was something called I'm probably gonna pronounce this really badly, yeah. Folly imposse. And it's basically defined as um, where a dominant person who is also known as like the inducer of the hallucination forms a delusional belief during a psychotic episode and then imposes it on another person with the assumption that the secondary person may not have ever become deluded if they were left to their own devices. And it also says that if the parties are admitted to hospital separately then the delusions in the person with the induced beliefs usually resolve without the need of medication right right so they they think that she was um like the um the secondary person like that her sister was had this like delusional belief during a psycho psychotic episode and then Basically, she had it as well because of their relationship and their connection together.
0: So they think that Sabina... Sorry, Ursula, the one in hospital, is the inducer. Yeah. Yeah, So Sabina
1: was a secondary sufferer and she was influenced by being around her sister, who was the primary sufferer.
0: Well, Ursula was the one that ran into the truck first, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. But then I'm also like...
1: But they didn't they,
0: they one of them lived in America and one of them lived in I don't know.
1: But it was because they were brought, they were together.
0: I don't know if I I don't you know I'm not saying whether it's true or it's not.
1: Well the okay so the judge said mm. that um I understand that this sentence will seem entirely inadequate to the relatives of the deceased. However, I have sentenced on the basis that the reason for the killing was the mental illness and therefore the culpability of the defendant is low and therefore the sentence I have passed is designed to protect the public. It is not designed to reflect the grief the relatives have suffered or to measure the value of Mr. Hollins' head li- head's life. It is a sentence which I hope fairly measures a truly tragic event. Sabina was suffering from delusions which she believed to be true and they dictated her behaviour. It is not one of those cases where the defendant could have done something to avoid the onset. Like, and that does make sense, right? That does because, make
0: sense, yeah.
1: Because it's like, you know, People- the. Especially, like, the, the sheer amount of strength that she had
0: yeah, when yeah, she was yeah, doing yeah. that.
1: Hmm. Like, it, it's just... And, and it's quite... Um, it, it Basically, it, Glenn's brother came out with a really good statement yeah. where he said... We don't hold her responsible, the same as we wouldn't blame a rabid dog for biting someone. She is ill and to a large degree not responsible for her actions, but her mental disorder should have been recognised much earlier. I do question the criminal justice system for allowing somebody like this to be let out when she is capable of committing such a crime. Her mental condition should have been properly assessed after what she did on the motorway and the experiences the police had. Her mental disorder should have been picked up prior to her being let out in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, Glenn saw Sabina in distress and was just trying to help. He wasn't slow in coming forward to help somebody in distress. It was in his nature. He was trying to help. He would help anybody. If he saw a fight in the street and a guy was losing, he would help. And here's another important thing to note on this. So basically, because it was being filmed by traffic cops at the time, they edited out some really crucial footage right. and a lot of people believe that the police requested that this footage be cut out because it kind of makes them look bad right well, i the, mean i say kind of the
0: police look bad the,
1: the police yeah i know shocking that shocking. shocking yeah miscarriages of justice not doing their job miscarriage of
0: justice don't know her never seen yeah. her like unbelievable <laughs> Yeah. So
1: essentially, yeah. it shows two police officers that are standing on the shoulder of the M6 mm. and they both say that the sisters should be given a 136, which is a clause within the Mental Health Act that means that the police can hold a person on account of their mental health. It's a, it's a psych hold, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. they
1: basically are there saying, like, yeah, she needs to be on, on a 136. She needs to be on a 136. And they're like, like, how on earth... It baffles me how you can have two women that do something as extreme as that mm-hmm. and then just be like, Oh yeah, that's fine, you can you can yeah. leave. Yeah. No psychiatric evaluation.
0: I'm sorry, but there were these two women were literally running into the motorway. Yeah. Over and over again. It's not like they wandered out. They were literally physically running into the motorway. They should have been psychically evaluated. um so, Absolutely. Not psychically evaluated but you know what i mean like yeah i know what you mean they should have had a psychic um what is is it, it's not psychic is it psychiatric psychiatric evaluation yeah. they yeah. should have they should have
1: so the thing where it gets, so okay we'll just wrap it up by saying like um sabina was released after five years um mm-hmm. and she was released in 2011 and she's just nobody knows where she is she she just has gone basically living her life like under the radar
0: well hopefully she got the mental health treatment that she needed
1: we hope so but i don't i don't know i don't hold out hope for this swiss country um but so as i said at the beginning a lot of people started to theorize and obviously you know I think because there's a lack of understanding about mental health issues and especially things like psychosis, like you're dealing with with people with proper psychosis and this shared delusion. A lot of people don't really understand how it works. I don't really understand
0: how shared delusion, I understand psychosis and I know that I've witnessed psychosis. I know that happens, Um, but I don't necessarily understand the shared psychosis part of it. Nice. Well, it's
1: the con- it's the connection between it's 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 very very co- psychologically com- complicated. No, I am not mm. qualified enough to talk about it, okay. but it is a real thing. Okay. but because people don't understand it, a lot of conspiracy theories started to crop up. And one okay. of the big ones was people were talking about were Sabina and Ursula Eriksson part of MK Ultra?
0: Right. Okay. <laughs> is-
1: so, for anybody that doesn't know what MK Ultra was um it was basically like a program where they would basically experiment on people and it was they used like lsd and stuff like that and it was it was basically they were doing like coercive control over people and seeing like how far that you could you could go to control somebody and a lot of that was like through lsd they did like hypnosis sleep deprivation a very like a pop culture reference, but like eleven in Stranger Things, that whole thing is like a reference to MK Ultra. Yeah. And MK Ultra is a real thing. Yeah. Like it's not it isn't a conspiracy theory. No. It's, it was it that was is a legitimate real. thing that yeah. happened. But the scale of it is, is always kind of um, like hotly debated. Yeah. And it was, it was a very, very small amount of people that were actually like experimented upon. Like, don't get me wrong, like any amount, of people experimented on by the government is, is
0: the wrong amount yeah
1: exactly but like the conspiracy theories kind of come out of thinking like there are all these kind of they could like like they come like super soldiers
0: yeah
1: and like, pe- like people think that there's like tons and tons of people that have been experimented on by mk ultra type programs and the mk ultra never stopped and all of this kind of stuff anyway mm. so there's a lot of people speculating that they were part of MK Ultra, okay. even though there's zero evidence. But it was like because of the because of like the delusion element of it, and yeah. because of the extreme amounts of strength yeah. and like the not even just strength, like it's resilience Resil- as well. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. being totally like like not phased at all by the I things mean, that you've just
0: been through. It's it's basically the song Tub Thumping" by Chumpa Chumbawamba.
1: I get knocked down. I get oh my god. I get
0: knocked down. <laughs> And I get up
1: again. It is, and maybe that song was written about MK Ultra. <laughs>
0: maybe, Who oh, oh, nice. Maybe, but any,
1: I, I, I do not think that these these women were part of an MK Ultra experiment. I think no. they're very like fringe elements of the internet that believe in that. But it's the same kind of thing, like as we were talking about at the beginning with the Elisa Lam yeah. thing. Is like it's a lot more interesting and yeah. exciting and to believe that that they were some sort of like government controlled yeah. um, experiments. But they weren't they think, were yeah. women with 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 who were totally let down by the system that they were like in at the moment like there was nobody nobody they didn't people didn't do their jobs properly no. and they also didn't there was no like mental health help for them, which culminated in the death of a, of of a man mm. who would still be alive if people had actually done their jobs
0: yeah it's yeah, that that's that's essentially what it is. It's like people that don't really I think a lot of people don't, like you say, understand mental health. So they yeah. go like like the Elisa Lamb case, they think yeah, exactly. Oh, well, she wasn't mentally ill. She yeah. was being like, oh, she's, just, she's by acting a ghost. strange. She yeah, was being exactly. chased by someone, she was being accosted by yeah. a ghost. No, maybe she was having delusions, maybe she was having psychosis. You don't exactly. know. Like exactly. but because it's it's like the same thing as I say to people who um, you know, I suffer from mental health issues, I have anxiety issues, I take medication for it. And I have people go to me, why do you take pills for that? And I'm like, you, oh would not, you wouldn't ask me that if I break my leg. Why have you got a cast on your leg? Like, exactly. You, do you know what I mean? People don't understand what they don't know. You know? It's
1: mental illness, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it's fucking mental, is it? Yeah,
1: that's what it is.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, that was, that was Sabina and Ursula Erikson. That was a
0: truly, um, truly wild ride. Yeah, very twisty that was very twisty very Truly. it was a lot it was a lot but that's what we do here we 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 reveal a lot we tell stories you may not have heard of you know
1: exactly exactly i just thought it was one of, my, it's one of um my i don't want to say i don't like saying favorite i no. think just like one of the, one cases of the most I interesting. Really interesting yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. it's so like it's so strange
0: maybe that's what we should have called this podcast my, my most interesting murder. Yeah, maybe. Lol. Maybe. At I least... Just, a- I
1: don't know why. I don't know why I just hate that so much. The idea of like having it like my favourite murder. I don't know why it irks me.
0: It does irk you ever so.
1: It really does. But I
0: understand your irkness. It doesn't irk me so much because I know that what they're saying is my favourite murder. It's not the murder that's their favourite. It's the facts. It's the interesting thing. You know what I mean? It's just I
1: guess so. I just it's it's part of my wider issue with true crime, even though I absolutely love true crime. Yeah. Like from, from like a from like a how do you explain it? From like a be like this is this is interesting. Like how how does something like this happen? That's mm. like from how I approach it. We've well, had
0: this discussion before, haven't we? How like We have. I like having
1: this discussion.
0: It's a good discussion. It's like about you... It, like I said before, because it's so, like, something that you can't fathom why people would do that. Mm. But it's that's what makes it fascinating. It's exactly.
1: Like... And it's and that's the thing. It is, it is... It's so fascinating in such a macabre way. And that's why, like, true crime has always been a thing. Like, if you go back to, like... Go back to even, like... I was watching this thing today there was like about the history of true crime. Mm. And they were talking about like in the Ming Dynasty of China yeah. where they used to have um, stories about like scammers and scam artists <laughs> yeah. and, Chim- people and people that scam- were like scamming for meat and oil. <laughs> yeah,
0: people, it, it's, like, it's like the same thing as like rubber neck hand, which I, yeah. always, I always have to say in a Bristolian accent, I don't know why. Nice. Rubber neck yeah. um, When you drive past an accident,
1: everybody slows down and has a look.
0: Oh, absolutely. And
1: it's it's something it's like the macab- it's it's macabre. morbid. it's yeah. morbid
0: fascination is what it yeah.
1: is. Yeah, it is. It
0: is. But um moving on to something less morbid, um okay. the take a break this week. Take a break is back. You know, I've it's been back. I have been inundated with messages saying, Why was there no take a break last <laughs> week? All we care about is take a break, bring back take a break, just turn God the podcast into take a break. Hashtag Take a break. Hashtag lies. No one messaged me about that. Um. Anyway. Can I also
1: just, can I also just say another thing? What? Because I know I spoke about Love Island at the beginning of this podcast. Do you know what Ooh. the
0: one thing that annoys me the most about Love Island? One thing that annoys me the most about Love Island is you messaged me yesterday going, I'm actually really going to miss Love Island. I never said that. Yes, you did.
1: Oh, did I?
0: Yes, you messaged saying I'm actually really going to miss Love Island when it's gone.
1: I never said that. Yes, you did. When did I say that?
0: I have got the receipts. I will say, I'm not going to. I don't think you have. I think I do. I don't think you have. I do. No, you don't. I do. You absolutely don't. I'm going to miss fucking Love Island, is what you said. When to when? Everybody listening, I am sending Emily a screenshot of her WhatsApp message saying, "I'm gonna miss fucking Love Island." Go on. Sent Sender. yesterday at 19:05 p.m. 19:05 p.m. Mm-hmm. yesterday. That's 7 p.m. for people that don't know military time.
1: I didn't mean that. I meant I'm gonna miss Love Island when we record the podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not bloody i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna miss love island when it's (laughs) over okay
0: um everybody that was a miscommunication this is why you can (laughs) never trust tone via text
1: it's true but what i what i um absolutely hate the most about love island is when they all go i've got a text got a text and then they read them out and it's something really stupid and it's like then it's like these really lame hashtags at the end
0: hashtag girl boss and i just
1: Yeah, and I just remembered that because I just did I just did hashtag take break, and then I just I felt mm-hmm. my toes curling on themselves. Oh, yeah,
0: with <laughs> with pleasure. Um, <laughs> so this week's take break is a nice little short one. It is from a woman called Karina Bristow, forty-one, from Folkestone in Kent.
1: Okay, we stan.
0: Um, with Stan. With um, Stan. This is the title of this take a break is called "I'm mates with Merlin." Okay. Right. so. As in, like. Arthur. Arthur Merlin not as okay. I don't know any other Merlin do you?
1: Okay
0: And I, I was about
1: to be like I was really worried then that like the name wasn't Arthur and I was gonna be
0: like <laughs> shame. Shamed for not knowing your English mystical Absolutely. history. Anyway Absolutely. so um, Karina says. His name
1: wasn't Arthur Merlin though was no, it? No it
0: wasn't Arthur Merlin it was just Merlin but you're thinking of King Arthur.
1: And there was a Merlin, though, wasn't he? Yeah, wasn't Merlin he? was
0: like a wizard. Have you not? Was he real? Have you not seen Sword in the Stone? Was Merlin real, though? I don't know. What am was- I? A hi- what am I, a historian? No. Was King Arthur real? King Arthur was real. Yes. What? Like it-
1: they've proved it. It's not just. Cause it's not just like. Oh yeah, they think he existed because some bloke wrote about it years ago.
0: Are you? No, we're talking about a Merlin, not Jesus Christ.
1: No, I know. I know that. I'm just saying, like. Is it proven fact that Arthur, as in like the King Arthur, actually existed? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I just luckily for you, I just googled it, and it is actually
0: debated. It's debated. Yeah. wow. Let's, His historical existence is actually debated. Let's have a mass debate about that another time. Oh my god! Awful. You literally.
1: You should go on Love Island. Love <laughs> Island.
0: Hashtag funniest person alive. Anyway, so. So, uh, Karina starts, starts by saying, Sitting quietly in my meditation circle, I called on my guide to come forward. Oh, God, we've already started off well. Yeah. Merlin, are you there? A familiar face, wise and handsome with a long grey beard appeared before me. I'm here, Karina. One, oh. of the, one of the spirit guides was indeed Merlin, a legendary sage who guided King Arthur in his quest to uh, unite Britain, but not was all as it seemed. Oh yikes! Yeah. So basically, Karina has been working with her spirit guides since she was fifteen, right? Of course she has. Um, Much like (laughs) Delacajada. Yes. (laughs) And basically, it's her. She she says it's my life's work to help people communicate with their spirits. blah, Blah blah. Over the years, I've worked to develop my healing. I think she does a bit of hands on healing, bit of Reiki, that kind of vibe. Oh, nice. Of course she does. Of course she does. They all do. But she's always felt that something was missing. Why do I feel this way? She said in frustration. She asked this to Merlin, right? Keep learning and you'll see, he told me. Right. So Merlin is like a guide. So her guide is like Merlin.
1: I just I can't concentrate on this story because I just I'm just thinking about like whether Arthur
0: King Arthur exists. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that this girl is mates with Merlin, all right?
1: I know, but I feel like after this podcast, I'm just going to go into like a really deep spire of like Knights of the Round Table and fucking Merlin and King Arthur just being only, like, is it real?
0: The only thing I like that's associated with Mer- with Merlin and King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table is the line the Witch in the Wardrobe. The BBC version from the, the 90s. version,
1: yeah. From the yeah, 90s, yeah. so
0: iconic. Anyway.
1: We do, like, I, this is the thing about the UK. Absolute shithole. We have got some good folklore,
0: though. We do have some good folklore. We do, we do. Um, You know, and most of everywhere in the world comes from... No, I'm not saying that. Wait, we colonised everywhere, so I take that back. (laughs) We do have good folklore, but we don't... You know, it should have stayed in England, basically. Yes, yes. Um, Anyway, carrying on before we get down that road. So one day in 2012... She says, Ascended Master Jesus came to me in a vision. Oh, no, not the Ascended Masters. Ascend- Who's Ascended Master Jesus? Ascended Masters Jesus.
1: is like this absolute... Oh, my God. Okay, so, like, it is, it's a thing oh, like hold Oh, hold on. Like-
0: Wait, hold on. She goes on to explain... Okay.
1: Well it's the thing with like new age spiritual woo-woo people. Mm. No offence if I mean all offence actually if you're listening, this probably isn't the podcast for you because I'm not a new age spiritual woo-woo person. But it's like you know, like you know, lots of cults are into the ascended the ascended oh masters. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I well, get it. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. she says that they were spiritual beings who once walked the earth like you and me, but now have <laughs> balanced their karma and ascended to a higher plane of consciousness. Fuck off.
1: Yeah, man. it's like all the five D, all the five D ascension people
0: no. are all into it. So basically, the, Jesus said to her that he was gathering as spiritual leaders for the earth plane as right. needed, and she was like, "I'll, I'll help you immediately," but then she didn't think any more of it. As, as you would, you just forget. Oh, Master of Jesus ascended, asked me to, you know, get all these people for the earth, but I never really thought about it anymore.
1: She's, oh, I just, I just, oh, I just can't. I'm like, how do these people believe it? How do you believe it? How, how?
0: It's mental. Anyway, so anyway, she's another, another ascended master comes down called Saint Germain, and she's not Saint Germain. Saint Germain. <laughs> not- Saint Germain. It's Saint, Saint Germain Greer. Saint, Saint Germain's another,
1: Saint Germain's another, like, it's a, like a spiritual woo woo person, along with like Lord Ashtar and Cryon of Magnetic Service and all these other people. It's like, you know, several cults. Right. One of which I have a YouTube video on okay. but I'm sure most people have watched. Yeah. This is all kind of the, the, the stuff that they talk about.
0: Well, apparently she says here that he is responsible for starting the age of Aquarius yeah this is the dawning of the age of agrarian with these people anyway so she's working with saint germain blah blah and basically he's told her that it was her mission to use a violet flame for healing
1: is robin williams going to show up next because if he does i'm tapping i don't think
0: so (laughs) but the violet flame is a gift of light to us all brought to earth from heavenly realms by saint germain and it's very powerful and then she just, you know, goes on to say that, you know, she's helping Saint Germain with this, with this thing. She ain't done anything with it yet. She's still right. cultivating it, apparently, right? Um, together with her mother, right. um, and her absolute dream is to see as many people as possible going through this healing, through this Violet Flame, and living the life they want and love. Oh, and my that God. she still works closely with Saint Germain, very closely, and he's given her further visions of bringing the Violet Flame to life. And she's so honoured and blessed to have exalted spirit guides and just hopes that she can do some justice with her work.
1: Look, you know, if people want to believe in this stuff, who am I to say don't believe? I
0: mean, believe what you want, but if, if, if you'd like more information on Karina Car- Bristow and her Violet oh. Flame, you can visit www.unique.soulhealing.co.uk for a free consultation with Karina and find more you know about how. I'm going work. on
1: that right now. Unique.soulhealing.co.uk.
0: Unique.soulhealing.co.uk.
1: Oh my gosh, this literally looks like.
0: Is it an awful website?
1: It's. <laughs> it's not. You know. It's just. It's. It's. New age woo. That's what it is.
0: What's this woo you keep talking about? Wait, see... like
1: woo woo. The drink. No, as in like you know, like oh, it's a bit of woo. It's like woo woo. That's what kind of like what people call it, Crap. like new age woo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like new age, like, like yeah. new age kind of new new age kind of um, you know, it's like you know, another way to define it would be like you know you've they've got a galaxy brain. Right. You know? So
0: basically, the kind where you walk to the shop and it smells like incense and there's loads of like
1: yes. We're getting yeah. nag-shampa. nagshampa, we're getting yeah. white people yeah. with yeah. dreadlocks, Oh
0: no! we're getting, yeah. we're, getting
1: <laughs> we're getting, um, you know, like the multicolored knit. knit, yeah, and
0: people that do poi,
1: yeah, and oh. we're getting, we're getting
0: harem pants,
1: ha- poi,
0: do you remember poi, no, where the people do the balls on the things, it's like, oh god, no, oh, and like fire spitting and stuff, which is pretty cool, yeah. but, yeah. you know, each to their own, you know?
1: We're getting we're getting
0: Glastonbury. No, we're do getting... not do not. Don't say Glastonbury. We're getting Glastonbury Stone Circle. I.
1: Do you know what though? I bloody love Glastonbury, the town, and I love shops like this because you know what? I've got I love that shops part like of that, me. Yeah. I've got that part of me that's like I love a crystal.
0: You, you know do. That. You know how many you crystals I've got? Crystal. I
1: love a good crystal. I love a good strange story. Yeah. I love a good like. But the thing is, I don't believe in any of it.
0: No, see, I... I I'm I, too
1: miserable to
0: believe. You're too miserable to do a lot of things. Um, <laughs> When I like, when I was a teenager, there was a shop in town called Snapdragon, And this was oh, that, that, that kind of... Or Shea oh, that. Yeah. There. And um, basically, I used to burn incense. I had a dream catcher above my bed. I, you know, I, I was... I, I was doing it to try and... Because I thought it was cool, you know. I didn't necessarily believe anything. But, you know. So it's still part... So every time I, I get a whiff of... Um, Nag Shampa, um or, or Midnight Obsidian or something. I'm like, oh, and it reminds yeah. me of my youth.
1: I'm getting big coloniser energy with that dream on
0: Yep, yeah, 14-year-old me was a coloniser. Yeah. 100%. I'm kidding, of course. So... I mean, I mean, to be fair, we were all ignorant children once, so... Well, you did used to have a jumper with a clown holding balloons on it.
1: Excuse me, that jumper is amazing, and it was mohair. That jumper... The jumper is great. What you don't, concept. look, look, look mine, just face it, okay? What? You don't like my style.
0: No. And that's I, fine. I, you're just <laughs> saying this because you own a pair of Crocs and I hate Crocs. And hold on. I actually,
1: I don't own one pair of Crocs,
0: now I own three. Yeah, one of them is, one of them's black. Fine. Awful. I hate it, but I can deal with that. But a coral pair and a sparkly silver pair. I got rid of,
1: of that. I, I sent the coral pair
0: back. Good. Why haven't why you sent back the sparkly silver pair?
1: No, mate, the glitter pair are the best pair. Unacceptable. And I've also got a lavender pair that are coming on Friday. Lavender,
0: I can kind of fuck with
1: that. The glitter pair are amazing. Wait until you see them, IRL. They're great. Oh, dear. They're really good and they're so comfy.
0: Okay, I will take your word for it.
1: Your birthday's coming up soon. I honestly just want to buy you a pair of
0: Crocs. (laughs) First of all, you won't do that because you won't pay that much for my birthday present.
1: What? They're only like 25 quid.
0: Exactly. You won't pay that much for my birthday present. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. That's not... (laughs) And second of all, you fucking dare. (laughs) Don't you fucking dare. I'll be the croc when I snap your face off. I
1: I truly might. I truly might.
0: If you do, make them, like, the most hideous... If you're going to do it, right, don't just buy me a pair that you think I'm going to like. Buy me the most hideous pair. There's no such thing. Because it will be, like, even better. Like, buy me a really disgustingly horrible, like, pride pair or something. Oh, my God. I would be like, oh, my God, what the fuck? So, just, you know, do it. Anyway, so that's another episode. Bish, bash, bosh, bing, bang, bong, sing, sang, song, oh, one, two, one, do one, Done.
1: Christ almighty.
0: Um, We will see you all next week. Indeed. For another instalment of My Most Interesting Murder. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's going to be called from now on. Bye, guys. Bye.